Hello, and welcome to the CIO in the Know podcast, where I take a provocative but pragmatic look at the intersection between business and technology. I'm your host, Tim Crawford, a CIO and strategic advisor at Avoa. This week, I'm joined by Yusuf Khan, CIO and VP of Customer Success at MoveWorks. Yusuf has served as CIO for multiple companies and shares his perspective on the changing CIO role. CIOs are finding themselves moving beyond operational functions and taking on customer-facing responsibilities. In this episode, we discuss the importance customer experience plays for enterprises and the pillars that enable the CIO to play a significant role. Yusuf outlines three keys to building relationships and the importance that community plays in CIO decision-making. Yusuf, welcome to the program today. Tim Crawford, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. It's always great to see you and uh, appreciate you taking the time to join me on this episode. Uh, well, you know, when you call me up at 2 a.m. Uh, in the morning and say, hey, listen, I've asked 17 other people and they said no, and you're my only hope. <laughs> I to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so you are the CIO and VP of customer success at MoveWorks. And we're going to talk a little bit about your role. You're also the former CIO for Pure Storage. But before we dig into that, I want to talk a little bit about your nickname and how that ties into vests. Well, I can uh, neither confirm nor deny that I currently wear a sweater vest every single day of every single workday. And I cannot neither confirm nor deny that I have a large collection of sweater vests. It's a nickname I acquired there's a bit of a personal story behind it that I um, I do wear a sweater vest because it uh, reminds me of someone who was uh, very close to me. But it's also the joking version is that it provides a calm influence when you walk over to someone for some reason because you can't be angry at someone wearing a sweater vest if you think about <laughs> it. If you're a CIO and you're walking around. Most people are just upset with the IT department. And then, you know, when you wear a sweater vest and you turn up, they're like, they kind of calm down immediately. I think it's a calming influence. That's my theory. It hasn't always worked, like many theories, but at least it's worked for me a large part of my career. So I'm happy about that. Well, I'm glad to hear that that has worked for you. I think we all try and find something that becomes our hallmark or some way to break that ice. Well, I think calling it a hallmark is very generous of you, and I appreciate that very much. But just a CIO, weird guy in a sweater vest trying to just get to work and get things moving on. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. That's great. And it's a different way to think about you too, right? You're not your typical CIO. And I've had the opportunity to spend time with you and, and get to know you over the years. And you aren't the typical CIO. And, and I think that's incredibly refreshing. So it's great to hear how this kind of fits into that persona. I think the role is, has been evolving for a little while. So you know, thank you for kind words. And I do think that a lot of people, especially in the CIO community in general, have really discovered that the role has moved on a lot. Yeah. And as a result, people have moved uh, on with it and been much more impactful in businesses. And so, yeah, I definitely am not what I would consider a typical, as you put it, but I think that's becoming a general trend with CIOs who are starting to be much more forward-looking with technology. And we're going to dig into that in this episode. So let's start out with your role at MoveWorks. It's not your typical role. And so even though you carry the CIO title, you also carry this this additional title of VP of Customer Success. Can you talk a little more about kind of what you're doing at MoveWorks and some of the things that you've learned along the way too? 
Yeah. So for starters, MoveWorks is a cloud-based AI platform that resolves IT support issues instantly and automatically. And it uses the power of AI to be able to do that with that for large enterprises. And so I've seen that product work. I've seen the platform be very impactful. And so two things happened when I was leaving Pure Storage. One was that I looked at roles where I could be more impactful from an operational standpoint. And I believe that the CIO role, even in large or growth companies, has evolved from just being on the IT side to doing a little bit more. And then on the other piece was it's a product and a platform which focuses on helping CIO organizations and IT teams. And so I was very honored to be asked to run with customer success as a function at MoveWorks. And so that role is really about being able to successfully deploy the MoveWorks platform into enterprises. It's working with IT teams, and I've managed IT teams a large part of my career. So being aligned with the customer persona and how customers work and providing some degree of domain expertise, I think would be a a good way to be able to help build out a customer success team and then be able to make sure that we are successful when we deploy out the product. So it's both an operational role with a broad remit and then a, a very, I would like to think, a very impactful role on the on the customer side. And I think that that in itself is really valuable for a company. We see so many vendors that the person who you're talking to, they've never walked a mile in our shoes as an IT leader. And so they've only seen it at arm's length and, and really don't understand the nuances. You, on the other hand, have firsthand experience with this and so can speak to those nuances that customers are challenged with and how they experience the technology. Yeah, and I think you know one of the trends that you typically tend to see definitively at enterprise, but I would say globally even with consumer, it's this notion of competing in what we term as an experience economy, right? And this aspect of being able to always up-level the customer experience. And you can do that in so many ways because the technology is available for you to do that. But in enterprise, really understanding the customer experience and optimizing for that, showing and demonstrating customer empathy and actually understanding how to navigate through a customer's organization to successfully implement a product, as well as understand what their needs are, that is going to become more and more uh, relevant uh, for enterprises. And so you do see both a lot of CIOs and CTOs taking customer-facing roles in companies which are selling into those or, or being able to deploy our products into, uh, into the technical teams, because they're able to give them a lot more knowledge and depth and context about how to do that, how to do that well. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, you and I both know a number of CIOs, a number of our colleagues who have taken customer facing roles. And actually, in an earlier episode of this podcast, I had Stuart Apley on. And Stuart has taken a customer facing role at CBRE, having been the CIO at Shorenstein prior. So it's interesting to see how that evolves. Let's maybe kind of open up the aperture a little bit. And we talk about the evolution of the CIO role and and you talk about how it goes into customer-facing aspects. How have you seen just the evolution of the operational side of it as well starting to evolve over the past years? And then how do you see it changing on a more general level? So I think on evolving of the CIO role, it's definitely become much more transformational. And by that, it's not really about just trying to make marginal improvements on existing operations and try and make them efficient, that's going to be part of the playbook. But it's really about being able to think much more broadly and much more creatively about how to better tool the company, but also be able to uplift both revenue 
as well as market share and presence. So I think the role has evolved from being the leader of a, of a big operational team to then basically extending that out and being, you know, going in multiple directions. You can go in the direction of, uh, as you spoke earlier about moving into a much more customer facing direction. But I think because of uh, kind of harnessing all of the innovation that's available, where the CIO has really been at the centerpiece of that, that's where the role has become really, really transformational because they've been able to start to put this together, build out partnerships across the entire business and have a vantage point that probably is more relevant than a lot of the other functions, I would argue, that exist. And therefore, being able to translate requirements and then being able to sort of execute on them in a very innovative way, uh, rather than having to constantly respond to incoming requests. So I think that's really been an evolution of the role into a much more transformational role. Uh, And that's been driven because of uh, the technology that's available to us and the innovation that's been made available to us. But that requires some pretty significant cultural shifts, not just in the mindset of the CIO, but the IT organization itself and the company as a whole and how it looks at IT. How do you think that is going to evolve? I mean, who drives that change? So I think it's definitely been incremental at a probably slow pace several years ago, but it's definitely increased. And that really comes back to this aspect of the consumerization kind of experience being embedded into enterprises and people start to basically expect this into into the workplace. There's more conversations about how to basically uh, better serve your employees. Uh, There's much more conversation about how you can be more productive. So I think all of these, so it's kind of top down, bottoms up, and it's happening across the company. From a CIO standpoint, they have to be a a key part of the C-suite to help drive this change. They are uh, carrying the mantle of being able to bring more technology, but also the right technology with very clear outcomes into the business. And I think that's going to be a large reason for why those cultures change, because they see a positive impact happening. They, they see that there's incentive for them to be able to change. And I think it's really about building out a change campaign that you're able to do. Uh, and that's kind of why people get uh, really engaged about it. So to shorten it from one aspect, it is much more broader than it was before from a culture standpoint. And I think the CIO is part of a larger executive team, which has now woken up to this by being able to say, okay, we just need to evolve. We're competing on different fronts. We need to be able to get better. We need to use data better. All of these things are happening. Uh, and therefore, there's just a lot, lot more pragmatic decision-making happening about what's right for the business. Yeah. Today, unlike in the past where technology wasn't necessarily the game changer for a business, today, it's absolutely the game changer. Well, I think the big change has also been that the line of business is a much active buyer than they have before, right? So you have seen the evolvement of SaaS has really impacted uh, companies and enterprises all over the world. And that's really not just been in the IT department. It's about the IT department partnering up with sales or revenue operations or marketing operations or production to be able to embed better technology so they can be able to be much more productive and they're able to get much better output. So I think it's, uh, it's across the board. So that's great from an aspirational perspective, but if the CIO hasn't necessarily built those relationships or has that insight, that deep insight as to how the other parts of the company work, how do they? How do you find that they do that? Well, other than wearing a sweater vest, uh, which <laughs> I found very very useful in, in 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 my career so far, I do think that there's there's probably three things that I would advise the CIOs in terms of building partnerships. One is it's about mass enablement. It's about being able to talk about and articulate in very clear fashion, not just what we're doing, but why we're doing. 
and being able to do that. Number two, it's about being able to make decisions. I think a C-suite and partnerships are built because decisions are made and people can see output being driven. And I think people work well alongside other people who are making decisions. And so being able to build partnership demonstrates that you're not just talking about stuff, you're actually making a decision and acting on it. And I think the third thing is that there's uh, an aspect of measuring. So this aspect of, of data basically being really a currency from the CIO standpoint, if you go down, you know, you can have lots of opinions, but facts speaks for themselves and the data speaks for itself. And so being able to being able to both present the data and talk about it in the spirit of partnership is what actually gets people aligned. And I think that's really been something that I've seen and heard from CIOs and I've practiced it myself. And so I've seen it work at least. I like how you talk about the difference, similar to how I speak about the difference between the traditional CIO and the transformational CIO. The traditional CIO focuses more on that operational efficiency, whereas the transformational CIO is getting into customer engagement, getting into revenue growth opportunities, and other things that are more focused on the core business, not just the internal operations. The bigger point needs to be about when you look at a technology trend that is sort of out there in the open, the, the question really comes down to is, what is the best decision for the business? Yep. What is the business problem you're trying to solve? And if you come down to common denominators, other people rally around that. Once you do that, that's a kind of a step change for people to say, okay, what does the next step of this journey look like in the spirit of that partnership? Where do you think that this new role of the CDO fits in to the organization? I mean, it's, it's given a chief officer title, but where does it fit in, especially when you think about the, the role of the CIO and specifically the transformational CIO? The more people who are thinking about being able to transform the company, the more people and the more leadership there is, is about being able to use technology to, to innovate an operation, the better. I think they can very peacefully coexist. Number one, I think they could be very strong partners. A big part of this is really about what is the direction that you want to go towards as a company in terms of what your digital agenda looks like. And that's one of the, the hardest things. We are now at a kind of a, a time in, in our generation that the level of innovation that's driving companies, it's happening at such a dizzying pace. You tend to basically be like, oh, well, I've been looking at this thing. And then six months later, you're like, well, you're kind of way behind. And so being able to have thought partners that can help you and partner with you to be able to figure out and make decisions in a very, very concerted fashion and execute on them, I think is actually a very, very healthy thing. How much of that insight comes internal versus external for you? Like, for example, talking with other CIOs versus working with other parts of your company. One of the things I've actually taken pride in over time is that I've just I've always been very, very curious, and I've always tried to get more insight into being able to provide a solution which is very relevant to other parts of the business. And the only way I've been able to do that is to go quite deep and understand the nuances of it and understand the mechanics of it. It's something that I want to be able to take great interest in. So there's that piece which helps. I think the other piece is that I host a monthly CIO group therapy dinner. It's IG coined it a group therapy dinner because... A large part of how CIOs make decisions is they've got access to largely the same set of vendors and technologies and how they've made decisions based on use cases. So I look across both data sets. One is definitively across peers. Second, definitively internally by looking at the details. And third, I do do a lot of research outside, either speaking to VCs when I look at startups, 
or definitively look at other research that's available to me to be able to help me make decisions. So I actually, I have to do my homework before I basically present a big case. And I think that's just something that's relevant now, simply because there's so much more available to you. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting trend that I'm seeing used more and more, which is CIOs helping other CIOs. And it's not just within the same industry either. It, it might be something that was observed in a completely different industry, but maybe applicable. And it may be how a particular technology is used or an aspect of a technology is used. It's not, I don't want to confuse what I'm saying with best practices. Yeah, it's actually not as much about best practices. It's much more about what's been most useful. So if you boil it down, like what has been most useful, it's enough for someone to say, I found uh, this solution very impactful. And by the way, I really like working with this vendor. Now, it's not in any way talking about uh, back channeling. This is much more about what is the relevance of a solution at a stage of company, at a stage of growth, at a size of team, at a size in, uh, in business cycle, right? And so being able to correlate opinions among CIOs, amongst peers, is being very, very useful for me. As we start to think about other trends in the evolution of the CIO role, do you think that that more and more CIOs across the industries, all of the industries will take a more customer-centric perspective? Or do you think it only really applies to specific aspects or specific types, situations, or industries? So I think the opportunity is that you can greatly improve the customer experience by using technology in so many ways. And who is the best person to be able to harness that technology in partnership with a number of those functions? And typically, it will be the CIO. The missing part to that is, do you have the mindset, the partnership, and candidly speaking, the imagination to be able to take it to the next level, right? And so I do think that there's going to be a forcing function. There are going to be some companies where the CIO is just going to be driven much more into that because that's going to be the need. And the need is going to be driven because a lot of the industries that we compete in, in generally, are being disrupted in one ways, but they're actually seeing a lot of competition in so many different segments, indirectly as well as directly. And so therefore, really, the question comes down to is, what is the best way for you to compete? And that really comes down to customer experience. And that's everything from how you sell, from how you create a great buying experience, how do you create a great transaction experience, how do you manage and monitor support. And all of these things, a common thread is, how do you have the best architected technology organization to help you and help the business to meet that goal? And the CIO is going to be part of that. So I do see a trend where CIO is either going to have a much more active role on the customer side. I think definitively with enterprises, you see that, with enterprise uh, software business, enterprise infrastructure businesses that, uh, that I've operated in, but also on the consumer side, because I think that there's just going to be a lot more availability and option for them to be able to do so. And I like how you brought up a particular term that I don't hear mentioned often, but I think is a critical piece that is missing from our personas, and that's imagination. Yeah. Being able to dream and think about think about things that don't exist in reality today and how do how might that apply and and maybe that opens up other trains of thought that that could be very valuable. The reason that we have a lot of innovation that's happening right and AI specifically is one of those is because you have a lot of the data that's available to you now for you to be able to actually understand uh, pattern matching, being able to store it, being able to process it. You know, you have the compute power available to you even more so than you've had before and it's getting better. 
And I think most critically, you actually have the imagination to think about all of these solutions in a way that you didn't think was possible in the past. And so being able to put those together really is a very exciting opportunity if you are a CIO of a company, because you can actually harness this now. You're able to present these plans and it doesn't sound uh, crazy. It actually sounds very normal. In some cases, it sounds like, why aren't we doing this already? That's going to be a critical piece for for the next few years. You know, you mentioned data and AI, and I want to take our conversation there. And especially considering the the organization that you work for today, can you maybe talk a little bit about your take on the relevance of data and AI in today's enterprise? I mean, is it like peanut butter and it's everywhere, or is it very strategically used or very surgically used? Where does it fit in? Where does that relevance fit in from your perspective? So I think critical to AI, and I, I speak this in, in broad terms, and of course, you know, MoveWorks has been doing this in the IT support area for some time. You have to ask yourself a couple of key questions. Number one is, will it solve the business problem? If we definitively know that it can solve the business problem, then you direct resources and time and effort towards that. That's one. The second piece is, is it the measure of output and outcome that you're able to drive as a CIO? And so there's one notion which says, well, you could do some degree of machine learning by being able to build out machine learning models and being able to look at path matching or otherwise? Or can you take an entire aspect of your business function or entire business process and really be able to completely up-level it? And so that's where the true power of AI comes into place because it's able to not just scale, but able to improve the experience and it's able to very clearly drive measurable value you know, right from the get-go. And I think that's, that's the critical piece to be able to look at it. And so my, my advice to CIOs is to think of it from that, from that framework and think about it from a relevant standpoint. And it seems like AI today allows you to do things that, frankly, there just isn't a good way to do through some other means, whether it be manual or some other technological means. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at the level of data that's being ingested into businesses is growing exponentially and will continue to grow exponentially. And the reason for that is you're you're deploying out much more devices, you're building much more software, you're putting in much more infrastructure in place, and all of this telemetry data that's sort of coming into place. You're acquiring more customers, you're in some cases getting more IT tickets in MoveWorks cases. And so being able to be thoughtful and focused on what a solution looks like to be able to resolve issues, be able to provide outcome. That should kind of be a focus for AI and AI technology specifically, like machine learning and semantic search and conversational AI and natural language understanding. These are all uh, core subsets of, of AI which need to be harnessed and be able to be applied to uh, to an end solution and an end problem. And so that's where people should be focusing their effort about how they how they go about applying or at least deploying AI in the enterprise. I love the way you think about that. I'm just trying to digest some of the things that you mentioned there because this is this is an important piece where it's not just AI is AI is AI, but there are different aspects that can fit into different functions within your company and how you engage with customers and and bring the different groups together. Yeah, I mean, and my my advice has always been about like let's get down to the basics of getting real about what where the problems are. It's actually a very liberating fact when everyone agrees to a problem and says, okay, we know that this is not going to scale. So why is AI and solutions being built on the security stack? Well, it's, it's very simple. It's because you had, you're increasing threat vectors, 
which basically means you're getting a lot more security and threat-related data coming into your organization. And so being able to protect against that means that you need to be able to do much better pattern matching. You need to be able to really be able to scale your security operation because you're not adding many resources. And so if the role of the CIO has been focused on operational efficiency, don't we see a huge opportunity to be able to bring efficiency with all of the technology that's available to us, uh, specifically in the form of AI and the substance of AI? So as we kind of wrap on today's episode, I want to close with a, put a bow on the conversation a bit and ask you, what excites you most? As you think about the role of the CIO, how technology is enabling business, how it's really kind of transforming business, forget about just IT, but transforming business. What excites you most about the role of the CIO as part of this overall transformation? The biggest piece of excitement is that because CIOs have been entrenched in technology for so long, all of the technology that's forthcoming is super exciting across every area. And so being able to experience that, to be able to investigate it, and then to be able to actually put it to work from a a frame of reference where you either could have done it better last time and being able to just do a massive improvement as a result of it, I think that's the most exciting because you get excited by being able to do really, really good work. I generally believe that. I think the second piece is that probably for the very first time, the CIO role is evolving, as I said earlier, into into a much more uh, broader mindset. That broader mindset could be measure of impact could be a, a lot bigger. It may be a specific function otherwise. I think the third thing is, Candidly speaking, uh, the other aspect of uh, exciting being part of the CIO is getting to speak to Tim Crawford. I mean, seriously, I mean, we don't get to spend time enough, Tim. But being able to, and I mean this only half jokingly, I mean that being able to build out a community within the CIO organizations in general, I think it's really, really important to be able to learn from each other. And so I'm kind of excited by being able to constantly learn and develop a much better roadmap and plan to be able to implement in companies. I think that's what really excites me uh, for sure. Love it. Yusuf Khan, thank you so much for joining the program today. It's been great to uh, get your thoughts and talk about a couple of these things. Tim, thank you very, very much. And there'll be a sweater vest with your name on it soon to be delivered. I'm looking forward to that. For more information on the CIO In The Know podcast series, visit us online at cioitk.com, or you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Don't forget to subscribe, and thank you for listening.